Welcome to Automotive Insiders, the podcast series presented by OESA, the Original Equipment Suppliers Association. You'll hear from automotive industry experts on the critical issues that are impacting the mobility landscape. Get actionable insights on how to thrive in Automotive 2.0. Now, here's your Automotive Insiders host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Automotive Insiders, presented by OESA, the Original Equipment Suppliers Association. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Happy to be here. We have a very special guest today. His name is Raul Cabada. He is the Director of Operations at Entrada Group, and he's going to tell us all about what he does and how he got started in automotive. Raul, it's my pleasure to welcome you. How are you today? Fine. How are you, Bonnie? Thank you for welcoming me. Oh, and thank you for asking me. So we're, we're, we're good friends now. Raul, I know nothing about Intrada Group, and I know our listeners would like to hear it from you. So first of all, just give us a little background on who are you, what does automotive mean to you, and then tell us about your organization. Go ahead, Raul. Very good, Bonnie. Again, thank you very much. Uh, I am the Director of Operations of Intrada, and uh, I've been working for this company for six years now. But I have more than two decades of experience working in the manufacturing sector. Uh, Some of those years within the automotive industry, some others uh, with other type of industries. But at the end, uh, Bonnie, I can tell you that I've learned uh, a lot within my my experience about the Toyota production system. Um, I was, uh, I had the opportunity to be uh, working and being trained in Japan. So uh, I, I, you know, learned uh, a lot there and brought all, all of that knowledge and then apply it to uh, the different activities that I have had over the years. Well, what do you like about working in automotive? What, what attracted you to the field? Well, uh, it's not necessarily only the automotive, to be honest with you. Bunny is uh, is the manufacturing, you know, okay. because I am an industrial engineer and I uh, did a study also a master degree in industrial administration. So uh, the ingredient of the manufacturing is what really likes me, and uh, you know, I started as a supervisor, then became a a, a production manager, uh, all the way up to to now the director of operations of a company that um, has, you know, the opportunity to help and guide other companies that uh, decided to invest in Mexico. And um, all of them are uh, in the manufacturing. I can tell you that more or less 50% of our clients are dedicated to that sector. Some others to, to, to different sectors, but, uh, 50%, I can say, to the automotive. Very, very interesting. And I like the way you said what attracted you to manufacturing. That's interesting. I have a quick question for you. We weren't planning on talking about, but you said you you were trained in Japan. What was that experience like for you? No, that was great. Uh, I can tell you that one of my best experiences that I have had in my professional life, uh, because you learned uh, not only the manufacturing, 
not only the new processes and techniques, but you also learn the culture. Okay? And that is a, a very essential uh, ingredient, I will say, uh, for the disciplines that you try to implement in manufacturing. Because you can understand the methodology, you can understand, you know, the way to do things and the, and the logic steps, mm -hmm. but without the culture, without the discipline, it's not going to work. So that's, that's uh, one of my best experiences, and, and I don't know if I answer your question. You answered my question so beautifully, Rahul. You, you picked up on something that is so important, and we forget about that when we talk about manufacturing. There is a culture. There are people, right? People are doing something together for a purpose, whether it's for the profitability of a company, whether it's for uh, an industry to help a, a country. People are doing something, and people have, have a culture. Thank you. You answered it wonderfully. I couldn't have imagined a better answer, actually. So let's talk about Entrada Group. All I know is that you are a manufacturing support provider. And why don't you tell us, how did it get started? Give us a little overview. If somebody just tuned in right now and said, I've never heard of Entrada Group. What would you want them to know? Right. Uh, Entrada Group is a company uh, that is uh, as of today, we have two industrial campuses. One is in Celaya, Guanajuato, Mexico. And the other one is in Zacatecas, Zacatecas, Mexico. Uh, uh, both uh, together uh, has a total of 5,500 employees. Mm. And Bonnie, uh, like I was telling you, half of our clients are dedicated to the automotive industry, mainly tier two, tier three. Um, and Entrada concept is basically to help our clients and guide them to install an operation in Mexico. Once the company is installed, we also guide them uh, in, in providing them the services of human resources, of uh, finance and accounting, uh, all the legal uh, entity that uh, we need to put together for them to, to do business in Mexico is part of our, our service that we provide as well as the infrastructure and, and the maintenance of their infrastructure as well. And, and again, uh, the, the main concept of our model is our client to get focus in all uh, key processes indicators uh, so they can be productive. And Entrada can do the administrative part. Entrada can do, you know, uh, all the services that I already mentioned, but they can focus in the production, productivity, quality, you know, all of that. It sounds like you play a very, very important role. I'm, I'm very intrigued by all of this. What do I want to ask you? Who started Entrada Group? Was this a private enterprise? Was this a government-sponsored organization? It sounds like it's very involved at the country level of Mexico and bringing manufacturing there. Am I right about that? You are correct. And uh, But, uh, I mean, you need the help of the government, definitely. Mm -hmm. You need their support to do something of what we've done. And Trata has about uh, 17 years already working in Mexico and was started by two entrepreneurs uh, 
uh, that are, uh, you know, Mr. Paul Caron, who is an American person, and Mr. Doug Donahue, who is also an American. They, you know, uh, understand the concept of our business, and they decided uh, to locate uh, first in Zacatecas and grow from one company all the way up to 14 that we have today there. And uh, about three years ago, they decided to start another industrial campus in Celaya, Guanajuato. Very, very interesting. I, I want to. I, I don't fly very much even before COVID, but I want to get on a plane and I want to go and see all of this. Sounds interesting. Raul, let's talk about an important topic to you, public and private partnerships in Mexico's automotive manufacturing sector. How are these sec- How are these uh, structured? Is there something that's unique about these partnerships, public versus private, private versus public? Give us a little lesson here, if you will. Yes, I mean, you got, you got both. But uh, the ones that we have been uh, using and working uh, more is uh, partnership with the government doing the training okay, for our employees. And, and um, you can, you know, always, mainly you can do it in two ways. One, one way of doing training is when the institution from the state or the government uh, give you the training, the equipment, the person, I mean, the students, and they, they just charge you for the, for the training. That could be one alternative. Another alternative is when you'd say, you know, uh, out of, the, out of the, pro- the training program that I want to put together, I am going to, inst- uh, I am going to put the, the, the installations, the equipment, and the processes. You just bring the students and they will learn it here. And we mm-hmm. do a combination between the theoretical part and the, and the hands-on part. Uh, so those are the two experiences that we have had within the Guanajuato state. Now, within the Zacatecas, I can tell you that because we have a lot of uh, uh, workforce, we are, you know, the big fish in the pound. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they pay a lot of attention to Entrada because, you know, we have created a lot of uh, uh, jobs there. And because of that, normally the state will uh, do the scholarship for the students. Uh, we understand what are our clients' needs, and we go and then to the institution and say, you know, uh, we're going to need X amount of technicians. And uh, normally they come from the last semester before they graduate. And so we interview the students, we select X amount of students, and then uh, we do the combination of the students study at, at, at the school from Monday to Thursday, and maybe Fridays and Saturdays, they come to the, to the campus and they learn, you know, the processes, uh, how to run the machines, and, and, and how to get into the production. Fascinating, just fascinating. Raul, I'm, I'm enjoying learning from you. And by the way, we have to do a shout out to your colleague, Deanna Ratiz, who is with us today here at OESA Automotive Insider. She's in the background cheering you on, I know. So 
Thank you to Deanna for all of your help getting us involved with and setting us up with Raul. Raul, I want to talk about classes, about courses. What exactly are you offering? I have a list here of some of your courses, uh, specialist certifications and hands on this and hands on that. Can you give us a couple of examples? Right. Yes, Bunny. And thank you, by the way, Diana. She helped me a lot to prepare all this material. She's wonderful. (laughs) Okay. No, what I can tell you, uh, it's um, uh, the the learning center that we have put together is, uh, is, is unique and is the only one of a kind here in Zacatecas. That one is, uh, uh, is being put in place only to provide or to complement the services that we provide to our clients. And, and only our clients are eligible to be trained or to be part of the, of the learning center. Uh, I can tell you that um, I can divide, um, you know, the, the courses that we provide in three categories. Uh, one of them, as you said, are, is the certifications. Uh, one of the ones that we have provided to the automotive uh, industry is IPC 620. Uh, it's a certification that one of our clients, you know, requests us. So we prepare our people, we certify our people, and now these people can certify others. So that's one of the courses that we have provided. Uh, another category of courses, as you said, is, is a hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, uh, cable assembly crimping, basic soldering, all of that uh, uh, can be performed also at our learning center. And then there are other courses that are related to, that are mandatory, Bunny, uh, because they have to comply with uh, some of the, uh, some of the regulations from the state or from the federal law. And those are uh, also courses that we provide to our clients so they can comply with all the legal part. Very, very interesting. Bro, what's your involvement in designing the classes? This is something as director of operations, obviously you're involved, but you have people who, who say, hey, automotive, for example, EV, BEV, different types of different types of manufacturing are being required now that there's such a big shift in automotive in different parts of the world. So what's your thought about the changing nature of the courses to meet the industry new demands? Well, uh, one thing that I can tell you is I, I, right now I am not 100% involved in the courses, but I was involved uh, uh, in the implementation of the learning center. And because we understood and learned our client needs, okay? And because of COVID also, 19, traveling uh, here and there was limited. So, uh, you know, doing the courses or doing the training in-house was a must, okay? So that's part of the things that has been changed lately and, uh, you know, because of COVID is also uh, an advantage of having the courses in-house. Uh, that's, that's, what I, that's the way I can answer you that question. Thank you very much. And I know from the notes you sent me that you've been taking all kinds of precautions in terms of processes and in terms of health and safety 
at your facility to make sure that everybody who is there is safe during COVID. I have a question we didn't we didn't plan on, so I'm going to ask it anyway. But Raul, I'm curious: Are you seeing an influx of women into taking these manufacturing courses? We talk about STEM and getting girls involved in traditionally male fields, a movement that has been starting all over the world. Do, are you seeing more females getting involved in the manufacturing side? Of course, not at all. I mean, they, they, they are well uh, interested in participating in these courses. Uh, definitely, one of the things uh, in the campus, out of the 5,500 employees, I can tell you that 60% of them are women. What? Yes. Wow, and, well, that's interesting. Go ahead. Right, right. So, no, they they all they partic- they participate in these courses. Um, they do wire crimping. They do wire soldering, uh, and because of that, you know, uh, they need to 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 be trained. And 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 uh, it's not something that get enforced. They are willing to do that because that's part of their. Uh, you know, uh, talent improvement, and at the same time, economical improvement. Thank you for answering. I appreciate that. Good to know. Raul, do you have, I've enjoyed talking to you. We've covered a lot of topics. Anything else you would like to share with our Automotive Insiders listeners? Well, the only only, uh, thing left that I can say is that, to, to the listeners of this podcast, if they are interested in coming to Mexico mm-hmm. and they would like to understand how business in the manufacturing gets done in Mexico, you can always look at our, our website or, or approaches as Entrada Group and we can guide you uh, and, and help you decide if uh, this is the, the, the best place to invest and if Entrada is... Uh, you know, the company that can help you out setting up a company here in Mexico. Thank you very much. I'm just going to spell the name of your company so everybody knows. E-N-T-R-A-D-A, Entrada Group in Mexico. And Raul Cabada, if you're looking for him, it's C-A-B-A-D-A. Raul, on behalf of everybody at OESA, I'm speaking for Adam Slayman and April Buford and Julie Freem. We want to thank you for your time and Deanna as well. I know you put a lot of work into preparing for our time together and I have really enjoyed speaking with you. So Raul, let's wave goodbye for those of us who, if anybody sees us on the Zoom video, otherwise to our listeners at Voice America Business Channel, Raul and Bonnie are waving goodbye. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye-bye from Automotive Insiders. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Automotive Insiders, presented by OESA. Listen at your convenience to industry thought leaders as they discuss the ever-evolving industry and how companies can thrive in the new mobility landscape. All episodes are on demand on the Voice America Business Channel and at OESA.org. Automotive Insider is presented by the Original Equipment Suppliers Association.